This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I'm ready to talk about some football here on this show. Week 11 in the NFL. Let's start with Thursday night football, Chelsea. Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens are laying three and a half points. Ravens are minus 190. Bengals are plus 155. Your total set at 46. This spread has come down from Ravens minus four. So some Cincinnati money trickling in. Total has gone up from 43 and hooked again to 46. And I think we both like the Bengals here, correct? Yeah, all over the Bengals here, over a field goal in a divisional matchup. It's a buy-low spot on Cincinnati, coming off an outright loss to the Texans. So I think that's the play for me. But here's a trend I want to bring up, because maybe you'll Mm -hmm. see it for the remainder of this week, and people saying, this is why you shouldn't bet on the Bengals. Apparently, the Bengals are 1-23 straight up on the road, in night games over the last 25 years, currently on a 13-game straight-up losing streak, uh, their last win coming in Philadelphia in 2012. Let's examine this metric for just a second because 1-23 in straight-up in night games on the road, it seems pretty damning. But at the yeah. same time, how many games of those were the Bengals just really terrible as a team? Because there was a long stretch where Cincinnati was god-awful before Joe Burrow entered the chat mm-hmm. there. So do you think stats like this matter? Because I think the bottom line is, okay, if the point you are saying is that the Bengals struggle in the spotlight in big-time situations, like, that's not true. Like, have these playoff games yeah. not been played at night? I guess you could say that about the Super Bowl that they lost, but still I they guess. covered the number in that one. And also we're not talking about a straight up win. All they have to do mm-hmm. is cover a number here. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. And I I think sometimes, well, a lot of times these trends or narratives, whatever you want to call them, they become so ingrained that you have to take a second look. Things can and do change. So it's always important to keep an open mind, particularly when you're talking about narratives. Once narratives are set, it's hard to break them and hard to go against the narrative, even if it's not true any longer. So I'm with you. I I don't buy the idea that the Bengals cannot perform in this spot. And this is one of those games, I will say, where NFL lines are so sharp, especially this time of year. And I feel like if you can get Bengals plus three and a half, over the key number of three, I would be on Cincy. But if it's at three, 
then I like the Ravens at home because I feel like worst case scenario, maybe you end up with a push here. I don't know exactly how I'd bet this game, but if I did, as the line currently sits where it is, I'd be on Cincy. Yeah, I'm on the Bengals. I don't think it's ever Ravens for me. Laying three points in a game where I feel like the Bengals could win outright? No, I will be on the Bengals every single time, especially at three and a half. I am interested to see how this line moves. If we do see some money coming in on Joe Burrow and the Bengals, or if we think that the Ravens get some home love here, but this is normally a spot where Joe Burrow really excels. As an underdog, getting more than a field goal against the best teams in the league. I'm trying to search for this metric because I think I used it uh, the last time that the Bengals played the 49ers. This is a spot where Joe Burrow is really good at covering numbers. So I will be on the Mm -hmm. Bengals. Nobody's talking me off of it. I don't care if it loses. Every single metric, I think, is pointing in the direction of the Bengals. Well, let's talk about another game in the AFC North. Steelers at the Browns. Brownies laying four. Browns minus 200 on the money line. Steelers are plus 165. Your total is 36 and a half. That is down from 38 and a half. I'm going to be on the under here. This will be one of my plays for the week. The question is, will I play it up and lay the juice on the under like I enjoy doing? But the Browns have a top five defense. This is a defense that gets after the quarterback. And Kenny Pickett doesn't look like, at least to me, the long-term answer in Pittsburgh anyway. The Steelers just grind through games. That's what they do. So I feel like the Browns can hold the Steelers at bay. And then conversely, you can run against the Steelers. I get that. But Deshaun Watson is not going to tear them up. And so honestly, that goes into my idea that this should be an underplay because if you're the Browns, if you want to have success, you don't want to do it with the arm of Deshaun Watson. You want to hand the football off. That will take time off the clock. Everything I see points to the under here. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I would be with you if it wasn't 36 and a half. And I would imagine Mm -hmm. this just goes lower. Like that's when my stomach really starts to turn because even if you get like a random pick six or like even a kick return, I feel like we've seen a couple of those lately where Mm -hmm. that goes, there goes your under just because it is simply that low. If you think this is going to be that low scoring in the game where points are truly at a premium, wouldn't you just take the points with the Steelers getting the four here? And I think it makes me a little nauseous taking the Steelers each and every week, but especially in this situation. In a divisional matchup, Mike Tomlin, one of the best underdog coaches in the NFL at covering numbers. So I'll take the four points with the Steelers. No, their offense is not very fun to watch, but their defense keeps them in it each and every game. So there is a possibility the Steelers make me look stupid. They've done that before. Uh, But also, I think by the book, I would go with the Steelers plus four. Sunday night football, we have Vikings at the Broncos. Monday night football, a much better matchup. Eagles at the Chiefs. Clearly, that is the more stellar matchup of the two. Do you care at all about Vikings-Broncos? I know I don't. The Broncos are laying two, 
and the total is set at 43 and a hook. Do you have a play there? I'm staying away from this game. I think it's a tough call because it's kind of a sell-high spot on both teams because the Vikings come into this game winning what? Have they won five straight games? That's absolutely bananas to me that they keep winning all these games despite the injury to Kirk Cousins. And then you look at the Broncos, who finally looked like a semblance of a team against the Broncos and or against the Bills and against the Chiefs. So they are stacking wins against what we would probably call some of the better teams in the league. So this is a short number here. I'm not sure which side to choose. So I don't think I will be playing this one. Slight lean, though, to the Broncos at home. Let's talk Monday Night Football. Now this, this is a game. This is when you're Bill Belichick, you take the night off, you take off your shirt, you say, yeah, I'm, I'm a gilf. I'm going to sit here and watch myself some football. Eagles at the Chiefs. Chiefs laying two and a half points. The Chiefs are minus 145 on the money line. Eagles plus 125. Total set at 46. This spread has kind of been all over the place. Open at Chiefs minus two and a half. Went to Chiefs minus three. Now back down to Chiefs laying two and a hook. Total has come down two and a half points from 48 and a half. Gosh, I don't know. I kind of feel like the Chiefs might be the right side here. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Don't don't you feel like, I, I feel like the public is going to say, dude, I can get points with the Eagles. I'm all over this. Yeah, but the public also loves the Chiefs, too. These are two very publicly bet teams because most people have heard of Patrick Mahomes, and now we have a whole other demographic that knows about Travis Kelsey. So I think you could probably argue both ways on which side the public is going to lean towards, Mm -hmm. but here's the handicap on the Eagles. Coming off a bye week that they really needed, Jalen Hurts has been banged up for the past few games, so maybe if he is healthier, we will see more from that offense, but it's going to be tough sledding against this Chiefs defense that quietly has been one of the best scoring defenses in the league. So I don't think points are going to come necessarily easy for the Eagles, but I do think it's going to be a relatively close game. I think this is a great teaser leg option. I don't see the Chiefs blowing out the Eagles here. So if mm-hmm. you get six points in your favor, you get the Eagles up to eight and a half. You add it to a teaser of your choosing for the rest of the slate. Normally, I don't like putting standalone games and teasers, but I feel like this one fits the bill. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And no matter what, like you, I don't see a blowout happening on either side. I kind of like the Chiefs here, but ultimately, I don't want to bet it. What do you think about Giants and Commanders? Commanders are laying huh. 10 points. The Commanders, I know. We got to talk about one bad game here. Commanders minus 450. Giants plus 350. Total set at 37. Total has come down a half point from 37 and a half. The Commanders have not covered a 10-point spread all season long. They have a bad defense. However, Chelsea, can Tommy DeVito actually keep the Giants within the number? I mean, if there's ever a spot, this is probably it. Like, do you trust the commanders to lay 10 points here? I don't. But if there's one team in the NFL that I don't want to trust, it's probably the New York Giants because they have the penchant for getting absolutely blown out. But one of their two wins this season has come against the commanders an absolute shootout where the giants won that game 14 to 7 so i think if there's a side has to be the giants oh god i think you're right that would be you just gotta hold your nose and do it 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.